0: I tried sports, but I was not that bad. I, like, great the at you, I like
1: the way you phrase that. I tried sports, <laughs> and then I moved on. <laughs> And welcome to the Hobbs Happenings podcast. I'm your host Andrew Hobbs, and thanks so much for joining us today. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, all the way from Powell, Tennessee. It's my sister-in-law, Megan Mupasewa. Megan, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, and you pronounce my name. Awesome. That yeah, that's last what name. I was
1: trying. I was trying. You know, I had to rehearse. <laughs> I practiced 30 minutes before we started the podcast, and I've got it now. So we're good to go. It's no problem.
0: Oh, it's sounded good.
1: <laughs> uh how is the weather there? Right now I'm looking outside of the, the Hobbs Happening studio, which is really just oh. a spare bedroom and it is snow coming down. Um what what's the weather like there?
0: Oh it's it's great. Today was in the sixties and I actually got to take my eight month old out for a walk today. So that was so nice, but there was no snow here on this yes. side.
1: Yes, well, I'll have to make sure Sarah doesn't listen to this. My dad keeps um, texting me and Sarah and showing us what the weather's like down in Florida, where he's at, and how pretty it is, and saying, don't we wish that we live somewhere like that? And I said, you know what, Daddy?
2: Oh, Salt Lake's wow. great.
1: Snow's fun. It's a blast.
0: Yeah, it's it can be scary. My grandmother was, like, um, asking if I had talked to you guys today, and she said... Um, I hope I hope they're safe at all that stuff because I saw on the news that it was supposed to snow and I was like, yep, they're getting lots of snow, Grandma.
1: Yeah, we're alive, we're good. It's really they yeah. do an amazing job of taking care of the roads here. I think it is safer until you get to like a blizzard. It's safer to yeah. be here with like a foot and a half of snow than it is to be in Tennessee or Kentucky with
2: yes, a testing, because yeah.
1: people know they can handle it out here. And mm-hmm. people know to slow down. They don't do that back
0: east. So. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I agree. I don't think she's grandma's not used to that. We're not used to it, so that's why we we close the schools as soon as we see a snowflake. Yes, on the ground,
1: or even the threat of a <laughs> snowflake. Someone <laughs> spills ice from a cup, and oh, nope, we're done <laughs> with school. No, no school. Yep. Fun. Enough <laughs> about snow, though. <laughs> Enough about snow and about Utah. We don't care about that. This episode is yeah. about you. Megan. So you ready to get this going? I'll start you off. It's going to be an easy softball question. You think you can handle that?
0: I will do my best.
1: Okay. Now, when and where were you born?
0: (laughs) Okay. I was born at St. Mary's Hospital in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 13th, 1991.
1: There you go, the '90s baby. Now, I, I think you have yeah. a, a sibling, maybe a sister called called Sarah. Um, what 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 was Sarah like growing up? The two of you. How, what's the <laughs> age difference first, and then what what was it like growing up with Sarah?
0: Okay. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this and I've tried to filter my No, my don't thoughts.
1: don't filter don't filter <laughs> at all. Just give us the, the unfiltered truth is what we uh, do. hard hard hitting uh, journalism is what we go for.
0: <laughs> Sarah and I were complete opposites growing up and we still are, but I think that's what makes our sisterhood amazing because we get along so well and we balance each other out really well. Um, She was the very uh, headstrong, bold, confident um, sister, I guess I would say growing up. And I was more of the kind of more laid back, go with the flow, kind of wanting to stay in the background as much as I could um but she definitely helps me has helped me become more of a confident person for sure <laughs> and she was also the most mischievous one too growing up she okay. would always um yeah always wanting to do um the opposite of what we should have done
1: you have any you have any good stories about her being mischievous in her growing
0: up um, oh my goodness I'm trying to think, she, I just felt like she was always the one wanting to do, wanting to go out and do stuff all the time with her friends and wanting to have people over all the time and, which is a good thing, but I guess for me, I'm the more of the introvert, so I was wanting my, my time, (laughs) I guess. So, and she was always wanting to be out with people and all that, very social.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so what did you do with that time? If you wanted it, if if you were more prone to me time, what what kinds of things did you do uh, for fun when you were growing up? What was the perfect day to a young Megan?
0: <laughs> um, I spent a lot of time like doing crafty stuff, I guess, like DIY projects. Um, lots of. Uh, I don't know just making things my mom always encouraged us to do crafts like when we were kids and she would always have like those craft kits you know like you purchase with mm-hmm. like puppet, like you make puppets and um, all like just different things we had shrinky dinks I don't know if you know what that is
1: I don't what is that <laughs>
0: um, shrinky dink is like a piece of plastic that you trace pictures on and you color and then you put it in the oven and it shrinks and makes like I think Sarah has she's made them before too. It makes like these little plastic keychains and things like that that you create. <laughs> um, so we did that. I had an easy bake oven, so I really enjoyed cooking um, and doing things like that. And then I loved playing with dolls. Um, we had lots of dolls. Sarah loved dolls. We, yeah, she spent lots of time playing with them too. So yeah, just Wait, being creative.
1: Yeah. I well, guess. first the 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 shrinky dinks or whatever they are. I know what we're doing. I know what I know what Sarah and I are doing for uh, date night this weekend. Uh, it'll it'll be shrinky. Yes. It'll be great. Um, she would
0: love that.
1: <laughs> but uh, so dolls that you guys played with was that like Barbies and stuff, or did you have American Girl dolls and like what what would. Um, be
0: like? Oh, we had, we had it all. We had American Girl dolls. We had Barbie dolls. We had, Sarah had these dolls called Brats.
2: Okay. <laughs> She's gonna probably shoot me.
0: <laughs> but, um, so she played, oh my word, she had so many of those. Um, they're called Brats and they were these dolls that like you could change their clothes and then their feet would snap off and you would change their shoes with their feet coming off it was kind of weird but (laughs) but we thought they were so fun oh we played with like Polly Pockets I don't know if that's still a thing yeah we had Polly Pockets so yeah any kind of doll we love that kind of stuff for sure
1: now when you guys played together what's the age difference is it five years
0: or four years four
1: years okay gotcha
2: um
1: that's fun um so lots lots of different things that you did for fun um, how about, let's move on to, wh- where did you go to school whenever you were growing up? Middle school, uh, elementary, high school?
0: Okay. Um, I went to Powell Elementary, Powell Middle, and Powell High Okay, uh, for my whole, I guess, yeah, life. And then um, went to Johnson University in Knoxville, Tennessee for college.
1: Cool. So for the K-12 through experience, did you like school growing up?
0: Yes, I love school. I really enjoyed it. It was, yeah, I look forward to it. Now, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I'm sure I can tell you that. I hate mornings. So that was one thing I hated was getting up early. Like I would sleep to the very last minute before I would go to school. Dad would always wake me up first. And I knew that i I had at least 15 more minutes to sleep <laughs> and he would come in and turn, he would come in and turn the light on. Then he would go wake Sarah up and then I would listen for Sarah to go to the bathroom. And if I knew she was in the bathroom, I would try to go back to sleep and get some more sleep. <laughs> so
1: I'm Hold on. Bathroom. You're, you're telling me you're telling, because I obviously now live with Sarah, you know, for the last,
2: yeah. or
1: whatever you're telling yeah. me that compared to you, she would be a morning person. Yes, oh, dear. she was. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know. I, I will tell you, that's one of the things that I've had to get used to is laying in bed, especially on Saturday mornings, is she'll like for us to lay there for a little bit. And then eventually she kicks me <laughs> out because I can't, like, I'm awake and I want to talk and I get annoying. And so she says leave. So <laughs>
2: really? that's,
1: that's pretty That's pretty wow. bad. That's pretty bad, Megan. If, yeah. if you, she'd be a morning <laughs> person, I'm still.
0: Yeah, she wondering. was. She was the one that was up before me. So, I don't know what's going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what, what kind of subjects did you like in school? What were the things that you liked most about going to school? Because obviously the mornings was the worst part, but once you got through it, yeah. <laughs> what, what did you like about
0: school? Um, I really enjoyed, I was really good at math, but I did not really like it that much <laughs> because I was always placed, I know, because I was always placed in like the advanced classes. Uh-huh. And I seem to really struggle with that. And I used to always tell Sarah, like, why am I good at this? Because it's so hard. (laughs) Um, Because I just remember going to tutoring in high school and middle school at like 730 in the mornings. And I hated it so much because I needed help. But um, I enjoyed it. I just, it was just hard for me, I guess. So, yeah, math, I think for sure. And then um, I think science science was like one of my favorites because I just really like the hands-on activities and exploring and learning more about how everything works and yeah and using that for like my teaching career too I really yeah. like that
1: very cool no history though that's offensive to me that the no
0: I'm sorry I did not like history at all
1: okay I understand <laughs> well it's hard <laughs> I'll i'll pretend and maybe this isn't true and if it's not don't tell me i'll pretend it's just because you didn't have any good history teachers and and so it was boring because uh, if you if you really there. had a good history teacher <laughs> then you would love it because history's the best megan come on Yeah. gotta be on the same no, page here I,
0: okay i have this thing like all all i'm pretty sure all my history teachers were like coaches uh huh.
1: That's yeah. usually what it is. Uh, <laughs> they get someone to yeah, the uh, basketball team, and they say, "Hey, he can do. He can. He can do history. There's no problem."
0: It was not. No, I did not enjoy them. So yes, I agree with you on that.
1: I Understand. Uh, what yeah. What other kinds of things were you involved in? Uh, either at school or at the same time, like at church or something. What kind of extracurricular activities did you do growing up?
0: Um. So I was kind of a nerd. <laughs> I was kind of a nerd growing You're up. in that. Um, yeah, so I was the president of, I don't know if you know what, it's it's called the beta club.
1: Yes, I was the president of my beta club, which was much smaller than yours. We we had like eight people, but (laughs) I was the president too.
0: Oh, well, we probably have like 50, I guess. So yeah, I was the president of Beta Club, so that was pretty cool, I guess. Now now and... I wanna know
1: I wanna know though. So most of the things whenever I did it, it would have been much different. I went to a small private Christian school. So like yeah. Beta Club to me, we would do community service projects every once in a while. And then I uh-huh. always equate it with like we did the same fundraiser every day, which was we sold coffee out in the driveway. So, beside, did you do uh, maybe maybe not coffee, but was it just kind of like a community service thing? Is what most of uh, your
2: yeah portion it was of it mostly was like
0: yeah volunteer hours. Like you had to have like forty, I think it was like forty volunteer hours, and then we always did like. Um, we did do a fundraiser where we, like, sold – I think we sold, like, chocolate bars or something like that. Um, and then we would always do – we always serve at, like, the school dances and stuff, like, the jun- – or the – we had, like, a winter formal and stuff like that. We would always serve there. And then we always have, like, this big Christmas – there's a big Christmas celebration here in Knoxville, um, to raise money for um, children's hospital. And we would always have like a booth there where we would do crafts and stuff with the kids and things like that. So it was more, yeah, it was very community-based um, and, yeah, outreach things and volunteers, things like that.
1: Yeah. So besides yeah. the Beta Club, what other things were you involved in growing up?
0: Um, well, I tried sports <laughs> but i was not that I like, you, <laughs> I like the
1: way you phrase that. i tried sports and then i moved on
0: <laughs> sarah could tell you more about that but yeah she i know sarah was super involved with soccer and i try i think i played i played basketball softball volleyball um soccer oh, yeah i played all of those things and just did not get into them I would try maybe like for a season or a couple of seasons, and just yeah, it's a lot of work it's very it's a lot of work, and mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like I enjoyed doing like volunteering more, and I enjoyed i when needed to focus more on my grades, it was really hard for me to balance all that. I did enjoy singing though, so I got involved with like um girls' chorus and concert choir. We had a big choir at our high school and I did choir in college too. So I really enjoyed that. So I think singing was my thing.
2: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, so when, when you look back on, not just with school, but when you look back on your childhood, um, are there any big memories that kind of stick out to you either like specific, I don't know, family vacations or, you know, just a, a really fun day or a really fun summer. Is there any anything big from your childhood that I couldn't do an interview with you without you being able to talk about that? For me to know what your childhood was like. A- any of that uh jog any memories for, for things you'd like to talk about?
0: Oh yeah. Um so I was thinking about this and I I really just have great memories of our house during like the fall up until like Christmas time. Cause mom would always like decorate our house with um, just beautiful fall decorations and make it all homey and cozy. And then sh- we always just had really great memories at Christmas time. Like we always um, have had some really great traditions. We would make reindeer food um we would make cookies for Santa we put up the tree and we started a new tradition a couple years ago where we finally got to go get a real tree we had a Mm -hmm. fake tree pretty much my whole childhood yeah up until a few years ago (laughs) we talked dad into going to get a real one and and he liked that so um yeah Christmas was just always a great time with our family just great food and and Always, just great memories of all of us being together watching Christmas movies. I really I have really great memories of that. So now,
1: now yeah. I do have a bone to pick with you when it comes to these Christmas traditions. I witnessed last year one of your Christmas traditions, which was yeah. you and Sarah put a gingerbread house together, but it was pre-assembled, and all you did was like <laughs> put icing on top of it. Okay. And that—that's that, okay, ridiculous. An what was going idea. on?
0: i have an explanation for that because it better be a good one we have tried so many times in the in the past excuse me to make a gingerbread house and like we've gotten to the point where like it would not stay together so we've actually used hot glue before just (laughs) to put one together and (laughs) um and because it just wouldn't stay so then when we found out that they make these pre-assembled Every time we see them, we're like, heck yes, we have to get this.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: So, yeah, we always buy it preassembled now. But that's because from ex- it's from experience. We always just really struggled until one year we used a hot glue gun and we were like, never again are we doing this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: but that's half of the fun is looking after And we would always have uh, – or when we did um, uh, the gingerbread houses – I, I don't know if everyone else did, but I would look at the the, the gingerbread houses and see whose was going to stay up the longest. Because none yeah. of them Christmas because <laughs> we couldn't keep it together. But I I am going to I'm I'm going to try to in in this branch of of the the Gross family, I guess. So the the Hobbs <laughs> we have created over here, we're we we're going to so attempt do that
2: this year. <laughs>
1: to make our own uh, uh, gingerbread house. That's the goal. That's
2: yes.
0: Yeah, we've never baked, like, the gingerbread or anything like that either. We just buy it and we just decorate it. That's what we do. (laughs) There
1: you go. Now, I don't think we ever baked any, but we at least got the pieces and assembled it together. Like, I feel like that's part of making, I don't know. It
0: was a real struggle for us.
1: I guess. Although that does sound... That does sound awful to do hot glue because don't you want to eat it later? do yeah. not eat <laughs> it. Yeah. I don't understand.
0: Actually, we've never eaten ours before. Oh, thank you. Guys think. Are,
1: you guys are doing this wrong. I don't, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come help. That's what we're gonna do when I come out for yeah. Christmas. I'm gonna help. It, it might not look pretty, but we'll eat it. It.
0: We could have a competition. You in any way against me and Sarah?
1: Oh, we'll kill y'all. It'll be great. I know. Any, anyway, is going to have some mad skills when it comes to that, and, and we're going to be great at it. So. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So mostly uh, at Christmas and just kind of from fall on or good memories for you as, yeah. uh, as you were growing up. Well, cool. Um, now, did you have any um, uh, jobs that you worked when you were in uh, high school uh, and – Uh, things like that or was it mostly just the extracurriculars that took up a lot of your time with Um, volunteering
0: yeah it was just I was like volunteering constantly I did not have yeah I didn't have any extra jobs um, up until I got to college so yeah it was just I really enjoy volunteering it was just a way I guess of giving back and I really like that so yeah
1: uh, what, so what did you do? You said leading up to, to college, um, mostly the volunteering and stuff. But what um, what did you do after high school? So on to college, as you mentioned before. And then what went into that yeah. decision? Did you know where you were going to go? Did you know you wanted to go to college? Did you know which one you wanted to go to? Walk me through that process um, of after well, high school, the decision.
0: I definitely knew I wanted to go to college. Um, I knew that I really enjoyed being with children just loved teaching them. I was involved at church. I taught the kids Sunday school, um, mostly every Sunday. And I knew I wanted to do something with that. Uh, so we explored my family and I just kind of explored schools around and, and also knew I wanted something that had to do with missions like, Mm -hmm. um, and ministry because I had a huge passion for ministry. So, um yeah, so my mom went to Johnson University, well, it was Johnson Bible College when she went there. Um, and she just said, I should go check it out. So we did. Um, we went and visited and I just really just loved it. I fell in love with it. And yeah, that's where I ended up going. And I um, studied elementary education with an English as a second language degree um and then I also if you go to Johnson you also have to get a degree in Bible. Mm-hmm. So I have that as well. And then I got my masters in holistic education. Very cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I really have some really great memories there for sure.
1: Now did you do your masters immediately after um your undergrad? Were you teaching as How did How'd you do that? Yeah.
0: I did. I literally, two weeks after I graduated, I started my master's.
2: Gotcha.
0: Um, Yeah, it was a little rough. I wanted to quit almost every day the first week. I called anyway, like crying. And I was like, I'm quitting. This is so hard. And he was like, no, you have come this far. He like always pushes me and encourages me. So I'm glad I did it. It was just a season. It was very challenging, but I'm glad I did it and it's behind me and now I can say it's on my 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 tool belt is what I like to say. <laughs>
1: there you go. Well you know, I had a a Bible teacher when I was in high school and his wife was the um uh not admissions counselor, but guidance counselor at the school. And she had gotten her doctorate. Oh. So she was Doctor Scheit and he was Mr. Scheit. Uh and and he was working <laughs> on his he was working on his master's degree. And he told his wife he was an ordinary person. So he told his wife that since he has to call her Doctor Shite since she got her doctorate, that when he gets his master's, she has to call him Master Shite. So, do you make people go around and call you <laughs> Master Mupasewa? Is that is that what goes on with your? No, degree? no,
0: not at all. You I should. You're missing.
1: That. You're missing a golden opportunity here.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> I'm still. I'm on my older sister. One of my older sisters, Anna. She her last name is Butler now. Um, and she, she has a master's degree. I told her that for for nothing else, she needs to go ahead and get her doctorate just because it would be such a cool name if you were Dr. Butler, because like, those are two jobs that have nothing to do with what she does in life. She's not actually a doctor. That's
2: true. That would be awesome. And
1: it would be so cool. But I think maybe there's more to getting a doctorate than just wanting to have doctor in front of your name. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. I don't know.
0: Maybe someday. I mean, I've considered it. I would love to do a doctorate, but we'll see. Life yeah. happens right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. it makes sense. Uh, but you enjoyed your college experience overall?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. I I loved it so much. I actually was a resident assistant.
1: And I me, mean, too. Look at this. We have so much in common. We Beta School Club, does. RAs.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My junior and senior year, yeah, I was a resident assistant, and I loved it. Um, I did have, like, almost a different roommate every single semester. Yeah. (laughs) Or every single year, just because, yeah, there was just a lot of differences and a lot of, I mean, I, I finally found the perfect roommate. My junior year, and she loved watching me be an RA so much that she decided to be an RA. Awesome. And I got so upset with her because <laughs> we <laughs> couldn't be roommates. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, we're still really good friends. That's
2: cool. Um,
1: now, I'm, yeah. I'm curious because – have such a different experience when it comes to colleges with to college in in particular just because pensacola is quite different from most other colleges out there and then additionally i have a much different pensacola experience than the rest of my siblings because i was an ra and none of them were and it's just different
2: Uh, it is
1: at pcc a lot of the like it's pretty strict school and i love it and i would recommend anybody that wants to go to college definitely look at pcc it's a great school i love my education there, but it's very strict so like mm-hmm. most of my role as an RA was enforcing those rules, doing uh, bed check, checking rooms for cleanliness, stuff like that. What yeah. was your role? Like is it was it similar to that as an RA at uh, at Johnson?
0: Yeah. Um we did we called them room checks. We mm-hmm. did room checks like once a week. And then we were supposed to do like a Bible study with our hallway once a week, and then do, like, a social event with our hall, um, like, once a month, I guess, for is where we just get together and do something fun, um, and I also it was similar, just making sure, yeah, everything's in order, and making sure everybody's welcomed, um, and, yeah, feel so like, they belong, and build relationships that way, like, we had, like, an open, she, my, um, what is she called the lady that was in charge of the RAs she called or told us to have an open door policy where we would keep our doors open as much as we could just so like if people walked by our room and wanted to talk to us and just chat they could do that or if they needed anything they could come to our room and know that we, our doors always open and that they're always welcome so yeah it's just a big part of building relationships too, I think.
1: Yeah, and that was probably, I don't know about for you, I thought being an RA for me was very helpful to me in my future as a teacher just because, like, some of the leadership skills that you need um, yeah. being an RA, you definitely need, they're different, but you need them no matter what uh-huh. you go into, but teaching specifically. It's kind of yeah. important
0: there. Yeah, I definitely learned to be a good listener. Mm-hmm. During that time, just because there's so many people that needed just to come and talk, you know, yeah. and just want you to listen,
1: yeah.
0: but definitely learn that that's for sure
1: that's good so so, what is your life like now? I know you're married, you got a beautiful little daughter, um you're teaching at school, but walk me through what what kind of is like what is life like right now for you?
0: oh my, um, all sorts <laughs> of things. That's
1: question.
0: <laughs> um. I don't know, like, right now, I feel like I'm, like, blessed right now. Um, Yeah, I'm sure you'll talk more about our story some other time on another podcast, but um, so we live in with, um, I live, of course, I live with my husband, and he's from Africa, and it's literally a miracle that we're here. Um, And then it's a miracle that we have a baby girl. And right now we're just kind of trusting the Lord because we are um, praying about going back to Africa very soon. And that's always been our dream is to go to Zimbabwe and where my husband is from and do church church planning there Um, It's just been a long process. (laughs) We thought that, like, literally, we thought as soon as we got married, we were going to be moving there. Mm -hmm. Um, But God was like, no, um, you need to stay in the States for a little bit. And so, yeah, so now we live in Knoxville and we love living here. And we just know it's not, it's not our home, if that makes sense. Like, it's not where God wants us to be. Um, But God has just been so faithful um, this, like just this week, we've, um, been given the opportunity to have a partnership with our church that we've been going to. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I just think we're just taking it one step at a time and, um, just trusting the Lord to work everything out. And right now it's like kind of scary, but that's part of faith, I guess, mm-hmm. is just not knowing what's ahead. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I like, you know, the Bible talks a lot about having childlike faith. And that's why I like doing kids ministry and working with kids so much, because some of the truths that you teach them are things that are very Mm -hmm. applicable to us as adults. So I remember when I was in college, I did day camp for a summer and we sang a song that uh, in in, in the song, it had something like little by little, inch by inch. Uh, by the yard, it's hard. By the inch, it's a cinch. Like if you take life yard by yard, it's really hard. If you take it inch by yeah. inch, it's a cinch. It's easier because it's you know yeah. you're you're not worried about what's going. But that's really hard when you have these big things weighing on you. How do I you love live that. Africa? How do you live there? You know stuff like that. But that's cool that you guys are taking it yeah. kind of step by step.
0: I think I think that's one thing God's really been teaching me is just to live one day at a time. Like you can't like you said, it's a yard away. You can't focus on that. You just have to take it one day at a time. And that's what I've been trying to do just because yeah. I'm, I'm teaching and taking care of our baby girl and my husband. So just one day at a time gets right. closer. So yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, And I, and I will say you're definitely right. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast uh, interview enough to where you'll agree to do another one with me in the future with your <laughs> husband. So we can talk about all of that yeah. craziness with you guys trying to get over to Africa and what your guys' ministry is like, even kind of getting support now. Cause I, I I think that's fascinating just from the little bit I know about it. So hopefully we yeah. can do another one um, in the future like that. But for yeah. this one, I'm going to wrap up <laughs> with two more questions, if that's okay. You got time for two more?
2: Yeah. Yeah, all I right.
1: So, so first question is, um, people call it different things, a spiritual journey, how you came to Christ, different things like that. Mm -hmm. Describe to me what your spiritual journey has been like for your life.
0: Oh my, oh, there's so much. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I was super blessed to have that opportunity and I my family practically lived at church <laughs> we were there 20 I felt like we were there 24 7 like it was our second home mm-hmm. um just because my parents were super involved and they served all the time and um yeah I remember oh here's a fun story Sarah and I used to like sneak Um, animal crackers out of the nursery when we were hungry. (laughs) 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 We were the ones who knew where all the good snacks were in the church and we knew where all the good stuff was. So, yep, there we go. But anyways, um, yeah, so we went to a revival um, at my church and evidently every night I went up to the altar and asking To be saved, and um, I ended up meeting with my pastor and my parents, and they didn't think I was ready um, as far as like my faith goes. Like I was interested in in becoming a believer, but they just felt like I was still not there. I guess. Yeah. Um. So then I ended up having a dream. Um, that was a dream about Jesus. And Jesus was like standing in a field, um just like with his hands reaching out to me and just coming towards me, I guess. and it kind of it kind of scared me a little bit because I was an eight year old kid, yeah. and I didn't really know what was going on. Um, so I just remember talking to my dad about it and sharing sharing it with him in our house, and um, Dad tells me that I said, jesus was coming or jesus was towardsing towards me i think coming towards (laughs) me or something like that and then i was towards him and um that's when i became a believer like um, dad said i think you're ready and we we talked about it and prayed about it and i dedicated my life to christ um that day and then just ever since then i've been just been trying to take like you said small steps towards the Lord and trusting the Lord um in high school I attended a conference a youth conference um and they had this night where we where they called people to dedicate their lives to missions Mm -hmm. and I thought I thought that was crazy I was like why would somebody want to dedicate their lives you know to be a missionary um but goodness the Lord was pulling my heart so bad and I ended up going up to the front and like thousands of people at this conference it was crazy um I went up to the altar and I just remember like a bunch of hands laying on me and praying for me um but like when I when I got up there was nobody there Mm -hmm. and I really believe that it was the Lord like it was angels like, I don't know what to say, but that's what I believe. I believe mm-hmm. that God was there and that there were angels surrounding me. And um, so that since that time, I've decided to dedicate my my life to, to ministry. Um, so I got involved with uh, missions here in Knoxville. Um, and then also I served at a ministry called Big Creek Missions in Appalachia, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, I've been
2: there before. Um
0: yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So I served there for a few years, I think for like, I, I volunteered there for, for five years, but then I worked there for two years, I think. Okay. So I worked there and then, um, uh, yeah. And then I started to look for opportunities to go overseas. So I ended up going overseas, um, in high school. I went to South Africa with my parents and then I ended up going to South Africa or yeah, South Africa again by myself, which that was an adventure in itself for sure. Mm. Um, And that's when I felt like I received my call to to Africa, just to like an African culture. I wasn't sure where in Africa, but I felt like I really just felt called towards the African culture And then in college, I had opportunities to go to the Dominican Republic and to Puerto Rico because I really love Spanish. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) So I thought, oh, that's cool. Let's do that. So I did that, and then um, I met anyway my husband, and just really felt drawn to him because, well, first of all, he is African and he's really handsome and good looking. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I really just wanted to get to know him. And then ended up just falling in love with him. And now, yeah, here we are doing ministry and doing life together. And it's crazy how God, like, just puts all of your puzzle pieces together. But um, he knows and he's got it all figured out. And here we are serving and taking it one day at a time and trusting the Lord. And we're super thankful for everything he's done for us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. And there are, just hearing you talk about that. There are so many more questions I want to ask you about how you guys met and like, why, and what were those mission trips like, but we'll save that. I for
2: was trying not to fail,
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for another time. We'll finish with okay. one, more, one more question for you. Um, I try to ask this to everybody here at the end, but our, our parents, no matter who they are, definitely have a big effect, mm-hmm. you know, on our lives. Uh, and so I want to know if there are a couple or more uh, things that if your parents have taught you anything, these are the things that have really uh, stuck with you and have helped you um, as you've kind of gone out and taken on the world with uh, your husband and your little family unit there.
0: Yeah. Um, I know Sarah and I would both agree on this, that my my parents have definitely encouraged us to always stay committed. Like commitment is just a big thing for our family growing up. Um, and it sometimes caused some some uh, disagreements because mm-hmm. my parents would make sure that we always finish what we started. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, if we hated it or not, they would make us finish it um, just because that was the right thing to do. So I really believe that they put They taught us how to just follow through, stay committed to something if we start it, and to do our best in finishing it, too. Not just, like, if I ever, I I remember just playing sports um, and how it was a struggle for me, and I would want to quit, like, in the middle of the season, you know. I I hate it. (laughs) And my parents were like, you know, you started this you're going to, you're going to finish it and you're going to finish it strong. You're going to do it the right way. And then if you decide you don't want to do it, then you don't have to do it again. And so I really believe that they've, um, they've taught us that. And I appreciate that for sure, because that helps. I mean, I think about our culture today and that's really something that a lot of people struggle with, you know, is, is not following through or just not wanting i guess not wanting if they don't want to do it they don't do it kind yeah. of thing yeah. and i feel like we were ta- always taught just because you don't want to do it does not mean that's the right thing to do i guess mm-hmm. um so i i am so thankful for that and i think also my parents taught us how to serve um how to serve others without expecting anything in return um they just have they both have a huge servant heart, um, always loving people, always looking, how, looking for ways to help people, um, always doing things behind the scenes and not wanting to be recognized for that and um, always looking for something to do to help somebody. I just always remember our family always being the ones, you know, in the background cleaning the dishes at mm-hmm. a church event. Or um, cleaning up, we were always there late cleaning up, mopping, vacuuming, sleeping, you know, always doing the dirty work, I guess. So I think my parents really um, taught us just how to serve and be great servants of the Lord.
2: Um, yeah,
1: that, Yeah, that sounds like some great lessons from some great parents. So <laughs> I think you yeah. guys are quite blessed in that regard.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Megan, thank thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview with me. I had a blast, and I hope you did, too.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you so much. It was fun.
1: And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hobbs Happenings podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs. Please join us next time for another exciting episode. Until then, doodles.